Welcome, it's beer o'clock, it's time for Drunken Time Travel. This week, we've been thinking there should be a Doctor Who reality show featuring classic villains during their times off. Yes. Which sounds a lot like Dalek's tea working with dolls to me, but there you are. Well, it is what he does in his time off. Yep. That classic villain, Dalek Steve. And then there's Robert with his pizza up job. Yep, Robert, the second. At least interesting mm. doctor's Robert. <laughs> I've got to know him a bit. I feel like I can just call him Robert. Oh, okay. And then, of course, there's the, the, the Monoptera from Web Planet. Don't forget that. What do they do in the time off? In their time off, they then get spotted by, uh, by fly swatters. <laughs> by fly swatters? Yes. People who are paid to do such a thing. It's, uh, it's, it's not something I'd want to do in my time off. What would you want to do in your time off? Not be fly swatted. Okay. Drink beer? I thought you might say that. Speaking of. Yes. Let's, uh,. Move on with the show. Yes. <laughs> that involves drinking beer. Yes. Anyway, on my left, a man who once invented a teleporter, but accidentally teleported it away. This Irish girl. And to my right, a man who loves Earth Hour so much, he celebrated it for each version of Earth in a parallel universe. It's English enough. Hello. So what did you not do for Earth Hour, Linda? Everything. Wait, well, you had to do something. You had to not do something. No, I just did nothing. So you literally didn't exist? I did. I literally did not exist for an hour. But surely by, do by doing that, you were not existing. So when I said, what did you not do for Earth Hour? Not existing would have been the thing that you didn't not do. If you want to contact us about <laughs> this show, <laughs> give us feedback, good or bad. It's at drunkentimetravel.gmail.com uh, at drunktimetravel on Twitter. Or the Facebook. The Facebook. Uh, if we ever do anything with Facebook, I'm not sure we do. We're there. I thought you did. Yeah, I ain't done anything for ages. The Facebook. I've, I've got a bit lazy. Say that again. Reached. Our official. Uh, <laughs> Our official tedious link beer is uh, is Bad Seed Brewery's Espresso Stout. Mm. And it comes with a nice little uh, tag on the bottle. Yes. I'm, I, I'm kept that on because it looks nice. If you're lucky, I might upload a picture to Facebook, but probably not. Well, you, you'll have to if, if it gets a sticker. Join us later in the show to find out. See what I'm doing there? I'm setting people things up. So in this one we're doing the Seeds of Death, hence the bad seed beer. Oh, you've given away the tedious link now. Oh. How would they have ever guessed? Anyway, it's time for it. Is this some kind of synopsis? Take it away, Mr. Synopsis. Thank you. You are most welcome. <laughs> You're most welcome. <laughs> episode 1. The moon base, no, not that episode, is the centre for Earth's travel system called TMAT, which involves instant travel. So basically, a space post office. Some ice warriors, no, not that episode, arrive and demand control of it. The base's controller sabotages it and the communications. The lead ice warrior, a Mr. Slar, gets a terrified second-in-command fusion to start to repair it. At Earth T-Mount base, Commander Radnor and Ms. Kelly try to work out the problem. Eventually, the TARDIS lands inside a space museum. No, 
Not that episode. The museum's owner, Professor Eldred, catches them but can't understand why they're interested in the museum. Not the best museum owner. Because of TMAT, no one is interested in exploring space anymore. Change TMAT to selfies and welcome to 2014. Radnor and Miss Kelly arrive to try and get one of the museum's rockets to get to the moon. One of the other space postmen repairs the communications, but before he can say anything, he is killed by a nice warrior. This episode is sponsored by Eldridge Museum of Grumpiness. Episode 2. The rocket to the moon is eventually set up with the Doctor, Jamie and Zoe on it as they are expendable. At the space post office, Fushim has prepared the team as per Mr. Slaughter's instructions. Miss Kelly transports to the moon to do the rest of the repairs and finds Fushim alone, which isn't suspicious at all. Between whiles, one of the other space postman technicians, Master Phipps, escapes and radios Earth. With the team mod completely repaired, just like office managers, the Ice Warriors take charge again. On the rocket, they lose the homing beacon beam and will either crash or, more optimistically, drift through space forever. This episode is sponsored by the Space Post Office. Neither asteroids, nor comets, nor radiation, nor pulsars stays these couriers. Epistory 3. Master Phipps is able to contact the rocket so they can home in on his radio signal to land, a lot like how people wake up in the morning to radio DJs. Once at the space post office, the Doctor is caught by the Ice Warriors. Jamie and Zoe discovers that the rocket can't take off again. Good thing they have the team system which the Doctor has gone to destroy. Mr. Slar, confused what to do now he's captured the Doctor, reveals his plan. They intend to transport down to the Earth some seeds of death. Yes, that episode. With Troughton due to go on holiday next episode, the Doctor is rendered unconscious when he examines one of the aforementioned seeds. Under orders from Mr. Slar, Fushim transports one of the seeds to Earth's team up base. This episode is sponsored by Mr. Slar's Seeds. The only space seeds for your needs. Epistory 4. One of the technicians in Earth Base is killed by fumes from the seed. I know that feeling when walking past perfume counters. More seeds are sent in to more cities with more deaths, the cause of which is oxygen starvation, but then you can drown in a teacup. Sending teacups to various cities was ruled out by the Ice Warriors at planning stage. Fungus also grows from the seeds, decreasing the world's oxygen supply, showing that it's not a fun guy to be with. Mr. Slower now gets fusion to <laughs> Mr. Slower now gets fusion to transport the Doctor into space, but he transports him to somewhere in the base in a cunning ruse. After being transported to Earth base, an ice warrior goes on a rampage, then carefully alters the weather controls, making the Earth, like a fine white wine, completely dry. He then continues the rampage. At the space post office, with team up broken again, Jamie and Miss Kelly use a solar energy weapon against ice warriors. Between whiles, Zoe sneaks into the control room and turns up the heating. But like a pensioner trying to save money, an ice warrior soon sees her. This episode is sponsored by Boots Perfume Counters. When 20% oxygen in the air is just too much. Epistory 5. Fushim distracts the ice warrior long enough for the heat to make it faint. The doctor, Back from his holiday, transports to Earth base with Jamie, Zoe and Miss Kelly in the newly repaired T-Mat. What Anthony Newley was repairing T-Mats for is anyone's guess. Ice Warrior ships will arrive soon, so Fushim is ordered to set up a homing device for them. He then sets up a video link with Earth base so they can hear their plan. Fushim was killed, showing it pays to be a coward. After doing laboratory tests on the sea, the Doctor realises the Ice Warriors are making the Earth like Mars. The planet, not the chocolate bar. 
In a slight flaw to the plan, the fungus can also be destroyed by water. Good thing the earth isn't covered by 71.13% water then. In a bid to try and make it rain, Jamie and Zoe go to the weather control but find an ice warrior. Doctor is covered in the fungus while trying to help them. This epistory is sponsored by Gus Gorman's Weather Control. Epistory 6 The Doctor manages to get into weather control just in time to use his patent-pending portable solar device on the ice warrior. Vulnerable to heat and water, the ice warriors are surely the most formidable villains. Fancying himself an Old Testament god, the Doctor uses the weather control to make it rain. He then has an appointment at the Space Post Office with Mr. Slar. While there, the Doctor is able to force the ships to follow a copied homing signal and head towards the sun, destroying them. Ice Warrior ships famously don't have any windows. Another adventure ended, the Doctor and companions disappear before there can be any ramifications. Thusly. This epistory is sponsored by John Smith's Solar Torches. Ice Warriors? Yes, the warriors of ice. That aren't literally of ice. No. But apparently that's their name now, despite the fact that some Earth person called them that in the last one. They're now always called that. Always. <laughs> and they always have been. Shut up, that's why. Well, it's got to have been recorded in history and passed down from generation to generation. Nice point of view when at the, at the start of it. You didn't really see them at all. It was just what they, you know, behind them or what, what they... What they uh, what they saw, sort of harking back to the Daleks, and the, the, the Daleks, harking back to the Daleks in the first one. Again, they like doing that. Yes. I can't remember. The first Dalek story, where the first time you ever saw a Dalek, wasn't was just its stalk, and it was going towards Barber. Mm. So I did. Put it on. This is Doctor so, Who, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, about them is about the limit of your memory. So I unreminded you of that in the next story, you would not remember it at all. Try it out. Test, uh, test me on something. What? From, from an unearthly child. Or just work it up a bit. Okay. Uh, remember an earthly child? Yeah. Oh, that works, man. Yeah, so the Ice Warriors were trying to colonize Earth as a new home. Apparently, as Mars was dying or something. Apparently, yeah. now that's happening. But, yeah, apparently it's alive and it's not dying or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're the new Cybermen. Why is everyone trying to colonize it? What? I mean, sorry, is it me or is the rest of the universe dying? Or and then everyone's trying to colonize. And we're just in the optimum place on Earth, on on Earth, on in the universe. Well, if they like cold stuff, why don't they fuck off to Pluto or something? Instead of trying to terraform it? They were going to, and then they realised they don't like cold stuff. They, don't. they just don't like spending money on heating. Which would end up making it cold. Well, they don't like cold stuff. The only reason they were called Ice Warriors is because that one was found Captain America-like in, in a block of ice. They're like reptiles, so they've, you know, they've, they've adapted to the cold, apparently. Well, they don't like it warm, and apparently Earth's a bit too warm for them. So, every time we say apparently today, take a drink. <laughs> if you get it past the 15th minute, good luck. So, just, just set up camp on Enceladus or something. Is that one of the asteroids? No. Where's that? It's like 
like a moon. Yeah. No, it actually is a moon. <laughs> Apparently. A moon of what? Is I believe it's Saturn. Uh, why why go all the way to Saturn? It could be Jupiter, it's one of them too. Why don't they just set up camp on the asteroid belt? That's closer. It's nearer Mars. It'll be a bit, uh, a bit colder than Earth. Yeah. But they're going to adapt to that. Apparently. There's, there's, some, there's, there's some big fucking things there. There are indeed some big fucking things there. We should, should have just give them a brochure when they turn up. A brochure? Yeah. Did you notice in this story, we'll talk about it a bit later as well, but I've just realised, because you've got the Grand Marshal who turned up towards the end on the video link and he was like the, I, I know, Ice Warrior King or something. Mm. And he had like a spangly disco helmet. Yes. Which was just fucking... How do we denote this guy is like, is like Grand Marshal? I don't know, put some ice gems on his head or something. <laughs> I know, will it? Yeah, I, I thought it looked like he like dipped his head in glue and then <laughs> dipped his head in a bucket of broken glass. Yeah. It's, it's some sort of like ice warrior blood spoil thing. Well, and then he took a picture of himself and put it on Twitter saying, look at me, bitches. <laughs> Why hasn't this happened? <laughs> I think you should do that. Just just dip your head in glue, and then dip it, and then put it in glowcon glow brass. Mm. Put it in glowcon brass. Glowcon brass. You know that thing that old No, I don't. Please explain. Glowcon brass mm. for any class. Oh yes, I've heard of that. Yeah, you bet your ass. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we do need a new way of beating the ice waves apart from. Uh, just turn the eating up. <laughs> Just turn the eating up. Damn you! It is a bit silly. Well, that's one good thing about global warming, then, isn't it? I'll stop them. Either stop them, or they'll they'll try and make it colder here, which will which will um, which, which will fix everything. Yeah, until the doctor turns up and makes it <laughs> makes it makes it shit. Makes it not cold. Makes it not cold. <laughs> that makes all the weather shit. <laughs> And then there were another bit where uh, the ice boys uh, the, the sh shot this fat man because he did a sexy dance at them. That's not what happened. <laughs> they actually it said, is. is, is that, 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 That's exactly what happened. Is that what, is <laughs> Don't that, you dare sexy dance at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't it? Was that the bit where they said, "Don't, don't move or don't run or something," and then that guy ran and then was shot. Because yeah. he disobeyed the first thing they said. But he did a sexy dance too. No, it was funny because he was the only one that moved. Everyone else stayed still and he thought, right, I'm going to run. Oh shit, not going to go running. <laughs> <laughs> I always make the wrong decisions. <laughs> Maybe that's why I did the sexy dance, to confuse them. Shit, I know I'm going to be shot here now. Well, let's do a sexy dance. <laughs> Were you doing a sexy dance? I was day? doing a sexy dance. <laughs> Once again, this is audio. Sometimes I can't differentiate between audio and visual. I have nothing to say to that. Excellent. Bit of an audio bit, but uh, did you know his? Did you know that the uh, human ear, the the bone in your human ear, for very low sounds, only vibrates over the diameter of a hydrogen atom. 
You mentioned this earlier. So yes, you did. Mm. I just thought I'd bring it up again. Because I find it interesting. And now everybody else knows. Everybody else in the whole world knows now. Does the whole world listen to our podcast? <laughs> what do you mean they don't? I'm sure there's some deaf people that probably listen to Some it. dead people. Sure they listen. And deaf people as well. Oh. They listen. Uh, yeah. So the Ice Warrior, there was one bit where he bashed down a door. Right, he beamed into this place, bashed down a door, and then was really confused about who to chase after. Not choices, choices. It would be like being candy. He kept, so. he kept changing. <laughs> you gonna, I'll go after the. No, I'll change and go after the. No, no. No, is nobody going to sexy dance at me? <laughs> I think he was doing a sexy dance at that point. <laughs> Will nobody sexy dance with me? Yeah, um, their plan involves seeds, as we mentioned. Seed pods, not balloons yes. in any in any way. They weren't balloons. No, they weren't balloons. Don't, no, they weren't. Don't pretend they were balloons, because they weren't, they were definitely weren't balloons. They were seed pods. They were seed pods, real seed pods. Patrick almost died filming this. Cool. And foam! Foam made another Yay. appearance. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the helicopter now. I think the helicopter was only on a 241. Alright. But the foam's been on, be, yeah. foam they're just going to use. It, it was a bulk order on the foam. Yeah, it's just a gift that keeps <laughs> on giving. And not only that, Gav, but it will clean the shoes as well as the walk through it. Yeah, they may all be dead, but at least they'll have clean shoes. And dishes. So the space, space post office. Yes. Yes, they, they had a solar energy storm. What, what did they keep there? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> They have the sun in there or something. <laughs> well, by this point in, in in the future, they obviously decided. Right, I'm fed up of hearing about fusion being twenty years away continually throughout my entire life. So let's just make this. Let's just bring the sun into this room, and then everything will be fine. Do you think it's that? I was just thinking about this the other day. Do you think it would be easier just to make a Dyson sphere than to have fusion work? No. <laughs> oh, was it just a room where they open the door and they'll let the sun's energy come in and then they shut the door and keep in? <laughs> but they can never go in there again, in case it escapes. Yeah. There's a bit about fusion in that uh, magazine. Mm. Cool. Take that up. Um, yeah, and there was also a bit that I found really amusing and losing. One of the guys, he sabotaged the controls under when the Ice Warrior <laughs> told him to fix it. He sabotaged the controls and then turned around to the Ice Warrior and goes, It broke. And it was just the way, <laughs> the way he told the Ice Warrior. It was like laughing as he told him that it's broke, there's nothing I can do. He's just blatantly admitting, yes, I've sabotaged it, so what? <laughs> Did he die? And then he got shot. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't laughing then. Or maybe he's he was. Real pathetic attempt to, <laughs> to hide it. It was just amusing. We know those times when you have to be serious and you find it really difficult to do so. Maybe it was <laughs> like that. Yeah. I'm going to be killed now. <laughs> oh, shit, I can't even keep it straight. 
As the ice warrior said. Yeah, they like a good laugh then. They find everything funny, don't they? Yeah. Even this podcast. <laughs> Do you reckon they're listening to our podcast all the time? What? Well, so when they're sitting on Mars, mm. uh, listening to our podcast, and they're just going. <laughs> and then all of us, which episode are you listening to? <laughs> They're obviously, they don't listen to Ice Warriors for Seeds of Death because it's just a bit too close to home, don't they? Yeah. They, really, they don't like hearing about themselves. No. They really like the Dalek ones, though. <laughs> <laughs> they'll laugh at the, the idiots. We'll, we'll never make mistakes like that. Yeah. And then they're like, Cybermen can, can blow up stars and they can't do all the planet Earth. Idiots. But we can. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the guy that SOS'd, if that's a word, Disney. to Rodner and Miss Kelly, um, he got shot just before he could say it, or the, the cut out, the Ice Warriors made the signal cut out before he could say anything, basically. But this is probably because the guy started off his message by saying, Commander Rodner and Miss Kelly. And, and uh, you know, if you didn't need to say, <laughs> you didn't need to say their names. I have an urgent message for you. I must get this across as quick as possible. <laughs> Please pay attention. <laughs> it is very important. <laughs> By this point, that the ice warriors <coughs> taken off his earphones. Oh, for fuck's sake! The, the ice warrior is approaching. He may kill me very soon if I do not get this message across. I have to pause this episode of Drunken Time Travel now and kill you. <laughs> what the fuck is Team Elephant? <laughs> Team Elephant, that, that's the security patrol that come up that to, to that tried to take on the Ice Warriors. They had that big mask on with like a big trunk coming out <laughs> in front of the front of the mask, tucked under their arm. So they called themselves Team Elephant. Well I did. <laughs> I hope they do. Team elephant to the scene. <laughs> Do you think they, they were like sitting around doing nothing for like years on end? Is there any film today? No, still no film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm starting to think we we trained to be in the wrong job. <laughs> we shouldn't really specialise like beep, beep, beep. What's that? It's the it's the team elephant film. <laughs> <laughs> we're wanted. Finally. Yes, those SAS guys, they get all the action. We thought we'd be in. <laughs> Finally, I can afford to pay my college tuition. And I did that uh, as well. They the were running through security feed cameras. And they the were like, they like switched to someone. And they were like, just cameras like, zoomed right in on random buttons. Because they were trying to check whether they were pressed or not, but they but they went to the next camera and, and to have a look at the button and it's already zoomed in on the button. <laughs> well, they have cameras, there's like 49 million cameras in there, each zoom, each, each on each button. <laughs> then they have a thing to take a, a long shot that can show a few buttons. What, and then zoom in and enhance, mm. which always happens. We can't do that in the future. Only in, the pre only in CSI in the yeah. present. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, back at the uh, Space Post Office. Yes. Which we're talking about. Which we've been, yeah, yeah we've been, we've been continually talking about. I don't know why you're like, 
been away and stuff or not. <laughs> the, the 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 heating controls. It was like a big fuck off wheel. I mean, the rest of the shit's controlled by buttons, but heating controls. Now nah, we'll stick a big wheel inside the wall. No, it's like it's like a uh, ship's wheel yeah. from the 18th century for for steering the ship, and it's like a smaller one, but it's about eight feet up on the wall as well. So you have to be up on on a shelf, and you have to stand on tiptoes to get to it. And it's a two-handed operation. Can I have a two-handed operation? I know of other things that are two-handed operations. What are they? Uh, steering boats. Okay. Steering cars. Mm-hmm. You can technically do one with one. And uh, drinking beer. Another thing you can technically do with one. Yeah. There was also, uh, back at the uh, the space post office, the, they did a, a high-angle shot of a line. Well, like a top-down view of when the Ice Warrior, he came into a room and he was searching for somebody and they were hiding. And it, it just looked like a video game as well. It was like Metal Gear Solid or something like that. Cool. I think it looked quite cool. I really like it. I did like the uh, the direction on this. Yeah, there, there were a lot of cool shots on it. Yeah. They did like using that white, light, uh, the light wall. It was like a, yeah. That they had to walk past to get to the uh, ship's wheel weather control, temperature control. Sorry. Weather control. Yeah. Obsessed with weather control. Gus Gorman. Yeah, it was very well directed, I thought. And they also had the worst ID department ever, although it's probably the same as every IT department did. Uh, at one point, uh, somebody's phoning up for advice, technical advice, and there's, there's no reason it shouldn't work. I've already fixed the balcony part. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's the end of that, though. <laughs> Thanks. So it's just like the IT department in the IT crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can't help you. I've already fixed it. But it's not looking. But I fixed it. No bell on But they don't ever play uh, Street Countdown, though, do they? No, you need to be uh, of an elite set to play Street Countdown. <laughs> it's in white armor. So, yes, uh, they also had Strange Trousers. Which, Strange Trousers would make a good uh, band name, I think, as well. That mm. they were... Well, like most outfits in Doctor Who, they are very strange. Yes. It, it did look like they had like a nappy built into them. Well, it's like normal normal trousers, but like they had lines around their mm. pant area. Like visible, like literally visible it, it, lines. It like Superman outfit. <laughs> yeah, except it was just like tape or something. Yeah. No, I've, I think it was an actual nappy that's built into the suit. So they never have to go to the top? Yeah. Or maybe T-Mart just beams it into space. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Do you ever wonder that about Star Trek and things like that, where it's just like, do they actually go to the toilet, or or can they use transporters just, just you know... You just to teleport it out of the car. Yeah. Some accurate teleporting. Yeah. It's not but if anyone chief, can do it, chief or Chief O'Brien can do it. <laughs> <laughs> chief, I need to go to the toilet here. But they don't. They've probably got a code for it. They're just like uh, you know, do, 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 do. code forty-eight. 
Are you sitting in the designated area? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, sitting! Sorry. <laughs> I've had a nice new chief, I've shipped that bed. <laughs> I'll teleport it off. Not the entire bed. Yeah, so their trousers were weird. Apparently. Ms. Kelly, who was Ms. Commander Rodner's... Let's do Commander Rodner. Commander Rodner, uh, who was like the boss of the Space Post Office, or one of the bosses in the Space Post Office, he was like, uh, one of the first, one of the things he says, Miss Kelly tells him something, and he says, do you mean to tell me that? And then something wrong. I just, yeah. I just, uh, no, I just said that. I, I, I meant to tell someone else, but I accidentally told you. And it's a whole thing now. <laughs> Do you mean to tell me that I'm revealing exposition now? And then whenever they, uh, the people were people, the Doctor and the two companions growing up in the rockets, Radnor, Eldred and Ms. Kelly were, were sitting on a panel like, like a judging panel of a fucking reality show. Can't remember. But they were pretending to be oh, mission oh, oh, well, yeah. I didn't. They were pretending to be Mission Control, but it didn't look like that at all. It just looked like they were on a, on a celebrity judging panel. Eldred, of course, being Simon Cowell, since he's the grumpy cunt. And then, because I said he's one of the bosses, people dying all around the world. But never mind that, Rodner's boss is here. What, is this a fucking sitcom now? Plus, he had a fucking briefcase. He arrived with a briefcase. It's the future, we can teleport, but he's got a fucking briefcase. He What's he got in his briefcase? The script? Maybe he was, maybe, maybe, here's it. Because they can't teleport people's excrement out of their bodies anymore, he's had to go in a briefcase and carry it around with them. Or maybe he just likes it so much. His excrement? Yeah. <laughs> he has to carry it around with This is my lucky excrement. And he, he, he gets a new one every week. <laughs> new briefcase or new excrement? <laughs> new briefcase. Because <laughs> he's filled it up. What's <laughs> your back? He's, he's got storage rooms full of briefcases. <laughs> Is it like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark? There's just a massive storeroom with all these boxes. <laughs> What's in this? <laughs> Jump on it now. What's in this? Oh, that's my dollhouse. That's that's the one box out of 347 that you that wasn't shit in. So well done on you picking that one. Uh, yeah, and the boss also said at one point, this is quite ridiculous. And I was thinking, well, you said it. <laughs> Thank you for pointing out the flaw in the story. Of which there are three. You're listening to Drunken Time Travel. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the beer interlude. So, yes, the beer. I think I mentioned earlier about Seed Brewery that it's a beer. <laughs> it is indeed a beer. Well and, done. And it seems a death. So, obviously, I thought the word bad would have connotations there. Because the Ice Warriors are bad. I quite like it. Um, it is a nice drink. It's it's another one of these porters that's sort of very light. Do you think it's light? Mm. 
it's a, it's an espresso style. I think we mentioned earlier, but you might have you know forgotten by now. And it's when I poured it as well. It's quite fizzy as well. Yes, I heard For the I heard the fizziness. Whence you put when you did do that? Well, yes, I can. There's a definite coffee flavour to this one. Well, yes, I would hope so with the name like espresso stout. But yes, there mm. is. Yeah, definitely coffee flavour. I like coffee flavour. You know, I like coffee flavour and things. I don't. I don't know if I like it in beer, to be honest with you. I don't know. I used to think I did, but now I'm not so sure. I'm. I'm not sure. I. I, I don't mind it in coffee. I don't just mind it in coffee. Don't mind coffee flavour in coffee. <laughs> no. I despise it in coffee. <laughs> now, I don't particularly mind it in coffee. I've just not tasted that many that's really been that great. The The only exception that I don't know is that Cool Joe from Flying Dog. Have you had that? That's an absolutely gorgeous drink. Well, any, well the next time... We'll review a, an episode where there's a mad dog. We can we can have that one. Yeah. Or a flying dog, even. So when K9 comes. Yes. So for the invisible enemy, we'll have we'll have Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's in about four years time. Are we getting more picky about uh, our beers now? I don't know. Maybe. But that, that's not... I mean, I like, I like I don't know, I just like the beer to be something a bit different, a bit, you know, this is just mm. another espresso stout, another mm. coffee beer that's just doesn't, isn't remarkable to me. Mm. And a lot of coffee yeah. beers, I just think, I'll drink it and I think, that's nice, but I don't want another one. I'll drink something else now. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll try something else. Hopefully that will be remarkable. Mm. I mean, there's... there's I mean, I have had quite a few beers I thought, that is absolutely gorgeous. Which, of course, will get the seal of approval. I've had a lot that are just nice. I don't want to get to a nice one. <laughs> so It's got to have something special. So what you're saying is we should have a sticker that says, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should have a sticker for avoid at all costs. <laughs> but then but then the good, the good beers, you know, the good... Un unremarkable beers aren't getting anything. What we should have is this. <laughs> what we should. What we should have is a sticker that says, "This isn't god awful." This is not Budweiser. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a, it's nice. I would not turn another one down, but I'd not actively seek out another bottle. No, I, I agree with that. I, I try something else, searching for. Searching for El Dorado and the mysterious cities of gold. Oh, I found that already. Okay. Have you found the children of the sun? I buried him. <laughs> or even Esteban? I buried him twice. What about Mendoza? Just the once. He's not, he's not, he's not a child of the sun. I knew you were lying. I never said it was a child of the sun, I just said I buried him once. Oh. So the doctor. Yes. The Doctor and his companions don't appear until eight minutes in to the first episode. Maybe this is where uh, Alias got there. Uh, so basically... In Chosen. Could be, yes. So in the time it takes for, this, for the light from the sun to reach the Earth, mm. the Doctor doesn't appear in, a, in, an, ep in an episode of Doctor Who. Maybe he was coming from the sun. Maybe he was coming from the sun. 
And that's why he thought later in the in the uh, in the story, I know, I've just been to the sun. Why don't I send the ice warriors there? Because they famously don't have windows on their ships. Yeah, they blindly follow the sun out <laughs> and end up in a river. Actually, the they might have had windows on their ships, but the ice king's spangly helmet blinded them, so they couldn't see. Because it was so, it was so strong. It was actually yeah. All, the all the all the disco reflections coming off the sun. Yeah, it, it was so strong. It actually was was brighter than the sun itself. Oh, they were distracted just by having a disco in in the ship. Yeah, just, just him moving his head around. Yes, I was dancing. <laughs> well, I was moving my head around. If you call it dancing. For you, yes. Yeah, and the way the uh, the doctor solves the the whole problem was taking a lesson from uh, the Ben and Polly School of Science. In. How so? With the j just randomly throwing stuff together, it ju it just threw all the chemicals that he had on the shelf on the onto this balloons. I mean the seeds. <laughs> They're not balloons. <laughs> it's just, let's see which one works. If they're red balloons, I know someone who can blow them up. Yeah, give why me, would... Give me his number. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, yeah, he would take advice from them. Well, Paul and Ben. Yeah. Because they were awesome. They weren't. They were, no, they weren't. I thought they were, and then we watched them, and I was like, no, they were awesome. I remember them being better than this. <laughs> they were awesome. She made coffee, and he just whinged about going back to Earth all the time. She looks nice while we're masked. While making. wearing coffee, yeah. yes, I'm sure she did. Holly <laughs> today is wearing coffee designed by Alf Lauren. By Nescafe. We always talk about Pat, Ben and Polly, don't we? We never talk about, uh, never talk about Dodo, do we? Oh, exactly. Another thing, but the Doctor had his portable solar battery pack thing. And it just amused me that the Doctor's solar battery was bigger than solar calculators from my school. And how big were your solar calculators at school? <coughs> oh, that big. Just like as big as a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a new... A new, a new arrival on Earth or something? <laughs> I, I, I cannot confirm or deny. Events that you have not witnessed, but it's just all that you know, the technology thing. It's like uh, your phone these days has far more processing mm. power than the Apollo Eleven rockets and things like that. It's just, it's just stupid. Yeah, uh, and and they can't get some decent controls for the scanner either. It seems like you have to manually move it. The amount of effort he has to put in just to turn the camera around. Oh, and the TARDIS. Mm. Yes. It was like nearly sweating just trying to switch viewpoints. <laughs> was he, was it, it, was, it was literally groaning as he was turning the scanner around. So he was sweating and groaning, and you still think he was trying to move the scanner? Yeah. Were they uh, zoomed in on any buttons or anything like that? No? You know, when he, when he was moving the scanner? He, he zoomed in on that helmet. <laughs> And as mentioned in uh, previous episodes as well, uh, it, it gets to the end, the Doctor floods the planet, and then fucks off. Oh, with go. the rain, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, presumably they can turn it off again. It, it broke it. Well, they can probably turn it off again, but he, he, he has already flooded the planet. 
Do they actually mention they flooded the planet? Oh, and they didn't flood the entire planet. <laughs> okay. But, but the way... You're going to be factual about it. No, we didn't. <laughs> but they did mention at the end that there are major floods all over the planet. Uh. Because of all the rain. So he, he almost did flood the planet. I'm sure there were places that weren't flooded. I'm sure there were. I mean, you can flood the planet, can you? There's only so much water on the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. You can't literally flood the entire planet. How much water displacement would occur if uh, the caps were melted? Well, they aren't in this point in this in this, in this timeline. <laughs> yeah, I know, but just theoretically. Theoretically. You could flood a lot, but it wouldn't be. You couldn't flood the... I mean, you could not have well, it, some water, water coverage of the entire planet, is what I'm saying. Well, Mount Everest wouldn't be underwater. We know and, that and, much. And a few other places. <laughs> i tell you where it would be. England. Holland. Is what I'm going to say. I reckon our place would be as well. I remember seeing a thing on the news age, like years and fucking years ago where they were talking about the you know water rising and stuff and they would have to move the capital to Birmingham because well, because yeah. London would be flooded basically. Well, I know Europe. Birmingham. I mean, what? I know Europe is pretty susceptible to flooding. Not the Alps. No. Or the Pyrenees. Or oh. the Pennines. Or Mexico. <laughs> That's not in Europe. No. Mm. So, moving on to Zoe. I'm not saying this isn't likely or anything, but Zoe has Total Recall. Not on mm. Blu-ray, but I mean for her memories. <laughs> she has the original book. And has never heard of the Ice Warriors. So that would say, mm. right, she's human, but that would mean she was never read anything about Ice Warriors ever at all in her entire life. No. Is that likely? She doesn't read. She does read. She she only reads about science and libraries. She reads about libraries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ice Warriors have a very famous library. Do they? Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> the Vice Library. <laughs> the Vice Library. The Vice Library. <laughs> Never heard of it. Have you not? You must have done. And I... But don't you have Total Recall Gap? No, I haven't. No, I'm not, not as old. Not on video? No. <laughs> she was also wandering around like corridors with this guy who was starting to freak out because, you know, I don't know, maybe all his friends had been killed by Ice Warriors. And she was like, shut up! Well, people didn't say shut up, but she was like, <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, she was like really stroppy with him saying, you know, if you, if you don't be quiet, we'll all be caught and I will be too. Mm. Let's just rest here. And I was like, okay, that's great, but you've just said he's claustrophobic and you're resting in a confined space. Mm. It's not really going to help him much. Mm. Maybe she's hoping that the bat suit will... <laughs> the bat suit will oh, yes. calm oh, yes. down. From, from the last episode. Epistory. Yeah. Bat suits always do calm down. That's why Batman was wearing his bat suit. He thought, I will wear this to calm people down. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I'm Batman. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was feeling a bit anxious a while ago. But now you've turned up. I'm all calm now. Yeah. <laughs> I will now come. And then when she was mm. turning the heating up, down, mm. or whatever. Mm. And they had to go past the uh, disco wall. She had to go past the light wall, yes. Mm. <laughs> Which was... And, but, no, 
she went past okay two things there was her and the other guy and she went and turned the heating off which was fine or up but he was wearing darker clothes so he should have done it because she was wearing like white and then but regardless you're moving in front of a light wall yeah but there's only a bit, of, it, bit of it was a light wall and most of it was like dark but the light wall she walked, she just stood there basically waiting for the ice warrior to kill her she was frozen and then even when yeah. even when uh, trader boy tried to you know distract the ice warrior she didn't move then either she had 12 opportunities to move but then she had 12 yes. she wanted. 12 opportunities to move it's the name of my new book jamie mm. well <coughs> did you know in episode 5 it was 100 episodes since jamie's first appearance uh, no i didn't know yeah so we've uh, We've now had 101 episodes of Jamie. Well done, Jamie. And the Doctor stars and got rid of it. No, there's 14 left. Is that all? Yeah. There's only two stories left, and then uh, you'll never see him again until the two Doctors. I, d I did like at one point, though, with Jamie, where yeah. he, he, he jumped in front, <laughs> front of the ice <laughs> <I remember> <laughs> <laughs> he, he almost did a sexy dance in front of him. But then it's all better. But, but wasn't that when he was trying to get the ice warrior to follow him or something? So he just ran up and then went. Boo, boo. Uh, he basically said, so he stands up and goes, hey! It's and then ran up. <laughs> and the ice warrior was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was amusing. You can always count on Jamie to be amusing. And just like only Nixon could go to China, only Jamie could wrestle an ice warrior. Is it, uh, is it like now in his contract he has to wrestle somebody in every uh, yeah. episode? Ice Warriors probably about to cut the limit. That he, that, you know. Let's wrestle this Ice Warrior. Probably not a great idea. I'd like to see him wrestle a Dalek. Well, it's he probably not going to be the <laughs> best wrestling match. Well, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The, ice, the, the, the Dalek wouldn't be too happy about it either. He'd be quite grumpy. Speaking of grumpy bastards, Professor yes. Eldred of the museum. Uh -huh. Does he always point guns at people who come to his museums? That might explain why people don't go there. It's 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 not the best sales pitch. <laughs> I don't think so, no. I can think of better ones. And he was just Mr. Positive all the way through. Because they, they made the rocket mm -hmm. and uh, we were about to launch it. And uh, Radner said, uh, we've done it. We've uh, managed to get the rocket in record time with no accidents. And uh, Eldred said, so far, oh, thank you, Mr. Positive. <laughs> I was telling you to make people miserable. Well, it was a bit miserable. Apparently Thunderbird 3 was one of the rockets in his museum. It did appear that way. Yes, because they had a model of it, and it was like a rocket, or it was like a ship with the number 3 in it, so it just looked like Thunderbird 3. So therefore Thunderbirds and Doctor Who are in the same reality now. That'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? In fact, it is awesome because they are. They've decided. You know what's missing now? The what? ship from Bottom Mall. <laughs> what? Was the same theme music written by Peter Davison? Yeah. The Rolling Stone. I did like the, uh, the was it the Cliffhanger episode 3 or something like that? Wait, that? Yeah, was the, that the one where they were either going to drift endlessly in space or walk into the moon. Yeah. Or as the Russians call it, landing. Yes. 
That's a it's an ultimate callback to our very first science, I believe. Yes. Where we discovered that the Russians just, just fired things at things hoping they would land. It is uh, one of my favourite jokes. Oh, and another thing, they, they were talking about rockets and how, you know, they don't use them anymore and it would be miraculous if they managed to get one working and get the Doctor and all to the moon. Mm. And then later on in the story, it's just like... Uh, oh yeah, we use them all the time. Oh we, yeah, they're yeah. just unmanned. Okay, so just use the unmanned ones, but put people on it? So instead of, you know, cargo, there'll be people? The people can be cargo on it? It's, it's not difficult. It's, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you can do that? What? Why did we never think of this before? I know, it's just rid ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous things, this T-Mat thing has superseded all forms of travel, apparently. Yeah. Take another drink. That, that, that was just stupid. All forms of travel. Mm. Like, even cars. Yeah. People just team up to places. Yeah, to one of 14 cities in the world, and then walk everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but, that was another thing. Right, here are the 14 places this is where people beam to. Mm. But then the guy on the moon was able to transport the doctor somewhere else on the base. Mm. Yeah, and the ice boys came and was uh, just fiddle with controls and teleport the doctor into space. You can pinpoint where you want to teleport anybody, anywhere. But no, we're restricting it to these 14 phone booths. Yes, the people have been moved to a telephone box, or if you're a Futurama fan, a suicide booth. Yeah, only, yeah, and there are only 14 of them, as you mentioned. And they're, yeah, well, telephone booths. Two of the team map bases of the 14 are in Scandinavia. One is in Asia, and none are in Africa or South America. So if you're wanting to go to Africa or South America, on holiday, you're fucked. Yeah. No boats, no cars, no planes. <laughs> you gotta swim. Through the Sahara, doesn't it? Or walk. Or die. Or crawl. Or, or... But no, you can't use any other form of transport other than the uh, transmat. Or the travel mat. Yeah, and, and they mentioned uh, that the... Well, they sort of implied the only reason that they never travel that they that they only travel to the moon because life was too bad and as soon as the the travel mat system was implemented life became easy so I fuck it we don't need to anyway now life's too easy we'll just stay in no need to explore so it just basically inferred that the uh, people are stupid that life was just too hard before and that's why they explored the solar system it's just silly of course, and then you It is one of the silliest uh, premises for a star. My favourite thing about Teamat, though, is it's got auto and manual settings. What's manual? Taking it yourself? Walking places? <laughs> well, automatic must be one of the 14 stations. Yeah. Manual is yeah. just... Yeah, I'll just... Yeah, wherever uh, you want to, uh, well. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just thought it was like just walking to the place with, with your cargo. Mm -hmm. I'll just take my briefcase here. Do you want to see what's in my briefcase? No. 
And also, with all the teleportion booths, or something that sounds like that. Yes. <laughs> there are, as you said, the like telephone books. How do you transport, like, massive goods around the world when you can only teleport something that can only fit in a booth? It's not really solving a shitload of problems. Anything that's bigger than a telephone booth isn't worth worrying about. How are you going to build shit? With, with things that are smaller than a telephone booth. <laughs> in pieces. Everything's like Ikea flat pack in the future. No, it's not. It is. It's not. I have seen the future. It's orange. And they have this transport thing, but they still have revolvers in the future, apparently. It's an effective weapon. You should have lasers. Get with the program. Yeah, but now you can light off force fields that stop lasers. Can you? Well, the bog of them. <laughs> they must have, everyone must have them then. And they're all, and, and all, all them futuristic shields, they're all thwarted by the old style bullet. No, they bounce off them as well. No. They do. They don't. Never do. <laughs> never. Never in the history of anything ever have they ever done. Ever. Ever. Apparently. Music, uh, the music in this was, was very in silent movie like, I thought. You know the kind of piano music they play, like, or whatever, next to a silent movie? Yeah, I, I can't really call the music in this. I never paid attention to it. <sighs> yeah, you did, because the very first episode you were like, this reminded me of that Scarlett Johansson movie. Oh, uh, yes. So, you just, uh, back you just, in the first you just lied yes. to our listeners, apologise. But that's, that's not very much sort of silent movie music. That's more like weird, artistic, student movie thing. It's like foreign music. It's like foreign music. Foreign art house cinema music. So, under quotes then... My quote is this fantastic thing that the Doctor says to the Ice Warriors when they're attempting to kill him. And it goes thusly. You must be destroyed! You! You've got no orders to kill me! Your leader will want to speak to me! Humans are our enemies! But I can be useful to you! Like Fusion! Your leader will be angry if you kill me! I'm a genius! And mine is this thing that happened at some point, and it went thusly. There's only one person who can really put things to rights, and she's at Earth Control. Without her, it just can't be done. Who is this specialist? Miss Kelly, technical coordinator. But there's no way to reach your team at is not working. But you have a video link. Yes, but Osgood wrecked that too. So, there is no means to communicate with Earth. No, you've cut it off completely. In that case... You are useless. You will all be destroyed. That certainly did happen <coughs> at some point. Well done. Final thoughts on the episode? Meh. Meh. Direction was good, as we said. Yeah, it, it, it sort of bored me about this one. It was alright. No questions this week again? Mm. <laughs> Next time, uh, you're doing Drunker Time Travel Science on... On... Terraforming. Was it Terraforming? That's the one, yes. And then I'm doing the synopsis on the Space Pirates, the penultimate Patrick Trotton story. Ah. 
Our end quote comes from Joss Whedon and goes like thus. The two things that matter the most to me, emotional resonance and rocket launchers. Party of Five, a brilliant show, and often made me cry uncontrollably, suffered ultimately from a lack of rocket launchers. Please validate our existence by rating, commenting or liking us on iTunes. Discussion concluded. Parmesan I've now it's shriveled up.